Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. We've been talking about the blessing and... Uh, uh, does the blessing work when there's coronavirus? And I think it does. And it does big time. Big, big time. So, where do we start? Let me first tell you that uh, they've confirmed one case of coronavirus in Uganda. And, uh, yeah, so we are grateful that that's been confirmed and that we are continuing to work to be a disease-free zone. That's, um, that's our promise from God. We're a disease-free zone. We're an economic powerhouse. No matter what happens, our economy, if you know, you know, is going to continue prospering because you are blessed. Amen. Amen. All in favor, say aye. aye. Awesome. So, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing, the blessing. I'll start where it starts in Ephesians 1.3, where he declares that blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. I probably started with this verse, every business garage for the last two months. Because while we talk about the blessing and we talk about Abraham, we talk about Isaac, we talk about Jacob, we talk about Solomon, we talk about Jesus, we talk about David, the temptation for most of you is to count yourself out. But it says, don't count yourself out because in Christ, you are already blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Why do I always start here? Because I want you to know that the things we talk about that apply to the people we look at in the Bible apply to you right now if you choose to believe it. Now, if you don't believe it, it doesn't work for you. The only parts of the Bible that work for you are the parts you believe. It's by faith. God doesn't force himself on anyone. He doesn't force himself onto us. He will definitely not force himself into your business if you don't want him there. But if you want God as a business partner, you'd better start believing these things. That you are far above, like he is far above. That, that, that all this stuff you see happening on, in the world cannot affect you the way it affects those who don't believe. If you believe, that's why he says that Isaac sold in that land and ripped a hundredfold in the time of famine. Who does that? So even as this COVID-19 starts attacking nations, there are people who are going to flee and who are going to complain and who are just using all their data to pass around negativity and what's not working. Meanwhile, there are people who are making sanitizer. Oh, my goodness. There are people who are manufacturing soap. There are people who are distributing water. There are people who are making, who just understand that this is actually a business opportunity. So instead of complaining and asking for government help, get to figure out where the opportunity is and move yourself to where the water is coming off the roof. Amen, somebody. Amen. So it says in Galatians 3, 8 and 9, two of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles like me, like you, who are not Jews, by Faith, it is by faith. Preach the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, in you, 
all the nations shall be blessed. It is out. It says, so then those who have faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Can you connect this with Ephesians 1.3? That's why he says that he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Take me back to verse 8. Even though we are not people of God in terms of being Israel, but now by faith the church of Jesus Christ is part of the blessing. Come on, shout with me. Say, I am blessed. So we've been looking at these blessed men. We've looked at Abraham. We've looked at Isaac. We've started looking at Jacob now. Those three are the fathers, the fathers of the blessing. Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. So he's the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses. Come on, people. I feel the whole custom in this place. So you can put your name there and he says, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. Amen. So this, this is what we're talking about. He, he, he's, he says he would justify the Gentiles, but then he spoke to Abraham. And yet Abraham is considered the father of the Jews, but he was saying he was just fine the Gentiles, but he spoke to Abraham, saying he knew all the nations, not just the Jewish nation, not just Israel, but all the nations shall be blessed. So I'm inserted right there. I, 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 oh. It is mine. It is mine. He says in, uh, in uh, Romans 4.13, Romans 4.13, he says that, uh, 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 that God... Give me Romans 4.13. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. That's why he would justify the Gentiles by faith. I am the seed of Abraham. Give me Galatians 3.29 to prove that. He says that, and, and if you are Christ, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And what's the promise? Romans 4, 13 again. The promise that he would be the heir of the world. Now that's where your business operates. Your business doesn't yet operate in heaven. It operates in the world. But the resources are from heaven. And so if you know what I'm talking about, you can continue prospering in this season without without a thing. Take me to Genesis 30. Let's look at one of these blessed men we've been talking about. Jacob so Jacob, as we saw last Sunday, he lied to his father, lied to his brother, stole the blessing, and when he was threatened that he was going to be killed, he ran away to his uncle, Leban. And when he reached his uncle's place, he found that there was someone out there who was more shrewd than he was. Can you believe working for a wife for seven years and you turn out with the wrong one in one night? <laughs> so he says, do unto others as you wish it to be done unto you. I think that's painful. But he was willing to work another seven years for the right one. That's called determination. Now, so after all of that, lots of conversations, he feels like he has worked long enough for another man and it's time for him to go and thrive on his own. This conversation starts. Let's read together. It says, wherever you are on your what do they call those things? Phone, swipe, Bible, whatever. Read. It should not depart from your mouth. And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, send me away that I may go to my own place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you. 
and let me go, for you know my service which I have done for you. Continue. And Laban said to him, please stay. If I have found favor in your eyes, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sakes. Stay there. Stay there. Take me back. I have learned by, not by revelation, <laughs> by experience. The Lord has blessed me. For, can you imagine? You go to work in this company or in this business, and as long as you are there, the numbers are going up every year. Market share is going up every year. Profit is going up every year. Revenue is going up every year. Number of employees is going up every year. Number of clients is going up every year. By experience. To the point that even the boss knows that as long as this girl is here, as long as this boy is here, as long as this gentleman, as long as this lady is here, things are working. We have experience. Before this person came, the business was small, it was struggling. After this person came, the business is thriving. That's what you and I carry. You and I carry multiplying blessing. We carry power. Economic power. Economic power. My goodness. Give me Deuteronomy 8.18. Let's read it a little bit briefly. And then we'll get back to this story. There's so much to learn out of this story, business people. Just stick with me. Now, can you imagine how it works if you are actually the owner? Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. He says, and you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you what? Power to get wealth. Not to get broke, not to be average. He gives you power to get wealth. Where did Christians get the idea that broke is okay? That average is okay? That in fact, the broker you are, the holier you are. Nonsense. He gives you power to get wealth. Take me back to Genesis 30. So he says that I've learned by experience. I've looked at my numbers. I've looked at everything and I have seen that the Lord blessed me for your sake. There are people who are doing well in this life because they are in your life. I know for sure there are people who are doing well in life just because of me. <laughs> I'm not boasting. I'm just stating a fact. I know there are people who would be lost, probably dead, if they had never come across me. And that's the truth for you all who are listening, if you're in Christ. That's our testimony. That's why we say church begins on Monday, Sunday is garage time. If your life, if when you look at your life, you can't lift down a hundred, five hundred people whose lives are better because you are alive. You're not yet living. You're not yet living. You're just existing. And in a hundred years, no one will even remember you have existed. Not even your own relatives. Because if I ask you about your relatives who lived a hundred years ago in 1920, you don't know them. Why don't you know them? If you their descendant doesn't know them. Who else is going to know them? But I've learned by experience. The Lord has blessed me. 
for your sake. There are people who I have been blessed because I came across those people. And there are people who have been blessed because they came across me. So this blessing, it flows, it flows. We, we, but for us, it works by faith. When you don't recognize it, then in seasons like this is when you start behaving, behaving like the devil. Because everyone else is. And you're not understanding that you are a blessing reservoir and river. People just come around you and they start earning more money. People just come around you and diseases they used to complain about disappear. People just come around you and their marriages start improving, getting better. People just come around you and suddenly they have wisdom they didn't have before. They start making the right decisions. They start... This is what we have. This is what we have. And we had better start behaving like we have it. I've learned by experience. The Lord has blessed me for your sake. Remember Laban wasn't really a worshiper of God. He had false gods, which his daughter stole when they escaped with, with, with Jacob. But even those people who don't know the Lord, they can tell. Look, if non-believers can't tell that you are blessed, if it takes someone to have a certain degree of spirituality and discernment to tell that you are blessed, we are in trouble. <laughs> because non-believers, how, how do non-believers tell that you're blessed? Cash, money, possessions, net worth. They, they shouldn't work out too hard. Mm, is she blessed? Is she not? Is she blessed? Is she not? No. They just look at you. <laughs> how, how, oh. Like that queen of Sheba, how she went to Solomon and says, the food on his table, the dressing of his servants, the, 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 way, the way he ran the government and the entry by which he went to the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. She could see. The Bible says when she saw the wisdom of Solomon, wisdom is visible. Talkers are many. Talk is cheap. Results few. Words mob. Results few. And now in these days of social media, both the ignorant and the informed have an opinion. And sometimes the opinion of the ignorant runs faster than the opinion of the informed. That's why the world keeps itself distracting. But he says we are blessed. He says he learned by experience. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. May this be your testimony in the name of Jesus. This is your testimony. They shall learn by experience. They will experience. The blessing, the fruit, the result, the joy, the peace, the cash, the, the family life. Bless me for your sake. I was supposed to preach up to verse 41. I don't know how we'll arrive there. Then he said, name me your wages and I will give it. <laughs> this is Laban. This is Laban telling Jacob, look, I've learned by experience. Just tell me what I should pay you. Tell me what I should pay you. Just, just, please, please don't go. Please don't go. Just tell me what I should pay you. <laughs> Thank you, Prophet Timo. He said, name me your wages and I will give it. My goodness. 
the next verse is going to blow your mind. So Jacob said to him, not a few later, you know how I have served you and how your livestock has been with me. In other words, I've been faithful. Faithfulness is increase. Some people think faithfulness is to keep going every day at the same time and just make sure that the thing stays open. That's not faithfulness. The Bible is very clear in the parable of the talents what the good and faithful servant is. is the one who turns five talents to ten, two talents to four. In other words, one who turns 100 million to 200 million, 10 million to 20 million, 1 million to 2 million, 100,000 to 200,000, 10K to 20K, 1K to 2K. That is a faithful servant. And guess what? God expects all of us to be good and faithful servants to him. So if your net worth is not growing, if you're running your business as if it's your own, registering losses, and yet you're not putting in the work, you're not doing the research, you're not getting coached, you're not finding ways to keep the thing growing, you're not being faithful to God. Because you think the business is yours. It's not yours. You are a steward. And for the sake of all those families that depend on you who you employ, for, the, for their sake, please do the right thing. Because they are depending on your leadership. God has entrusted them to you. He says, but what you had before I came was little. <laughs> and it has increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now when shall I also provide for my own house? So he said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. And then he says what he should do. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spot, spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. First, take me back. We ran into some problems later after this because of Laban's craftiness. But the revelation is right here. Don't ask for a salary increase. Ask for equity. <laughs> and this is the same thing I was telling you business leaders the other day when I told, going from Abraham to Abraham, from exalted father to... If you find a guy, he's bringing 80% of the sales. He's the one sustaining your business. And the guy says, I'm going. And then you also get a big head and say, you go. And yet the, your business is blessed because of that guy or because of that lady. No, don't, don't, don't continue giving them a salary increase. Give them ownership. Give them equity. That's how it works. That's how blessed people operate. Blessed people understand there is a lot more to go around. They're not scattered. Scarcity has what attacked their mind thinking, now if we give this person 5%, now whatever. Look, you have 95% of the company left. The reason we have tiny, small businesses in Uganda and around here is because everyone wants to hold their business in the armpit like this. Playing cards very close to the chest like this. Look. Even Bill Gates doesn't own Microsoft all by himself. Even Mark Zuckerberg doesn't own Facebook all by himself. 
All those great companies you hear of, the, all, the founders are not the sole owners. Because it's impossible to grow to a certain size, the kinds we are talking about where you become a lender to nations, holding the thing like this. And it's not about whether it is wise or not. It's a spiritual principle. The only things that multiply are the things you give away. The things you retain don't multiply. That's a spiritual principle. Those of you who have worked with God for sometimes, for some time now, you know this principle to be true in every area of your life. Whether that's finance, whether that's ministry, whether that's relationship, whether that's it doesn't matter. The only things that multiply are the things you give away. Let me pass through. Give me the speckled. Give me the spotted. Give me the brown ones. Everything else is yours. I will serve you. In other words, let's make it very clear what part of the company belongs to me, what part of the company belongs to you. Don't have that lack of clarity of no, 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 no. Clarity. For every such and such increase you bring to the business, you'll get such and such shares. You shall be an owner to this extent. That's what you need to do now. <laughs> if you've been in business for five years already now and you haven't yet done that, you're wasting time. Most businesses take about seven years to gain momentum. But you have to understand what you're doing within the seven years. And you probably might think, I just pulled that number out of the sky. I haven't. Just go and research every business. Find out its seventh year. Find out when Cafe Java turned seven and what happened. Just go look at every business that's running on systems, not these ones which run in people's pockets. That one can go on for 40 years and there will be no momentum. When the owner catches a cold, the whole business catches a cold because he has all the keys to all the rooms. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about systemized businesses which where the owners are building systems from day one. That's their purpose. Let's build systems. Let's give it away. Let's grow it. Because anyway, most business people who know what they are doing, at the end of the day, what they are working towards is to sell all of the business or to become a minority shareholder. That's what most business people aim at. I'm going to work the next 25 years. I'm going to build this business to be maybe worth 50 billion Uganda shillings, and then I will retain, I will sell uh, 75 or 80%, I will retain 20%, and tour the world. <laughs> that's, the people who know how to build business, that's what they do. Ugandans, 100%. They have, when they are required to have two shareholders, the wife has 1%. The husband, 99. Auntie, two. You wanted two. There you are. Then 10 years into the business, no momentum. Nothing has happened. This church, 2006, 2013, after we started Mission Communities, that's when we caught momentum. That's when things started moving a lot faster. It's, it's year seven if you are building systems. Business people listening to me, year seven is critical if you're building systems. That's when you catch momentum and no one can wish you away anymore. But if you're holding it close to the chest, sorry. Next. So my righteousness will answer for me in the time to come when the subject of my wages comes up before you. In other words, once it is clear which part of this business is mine, 
this conversation, if it ever comes up again, it is we made it clear now. Clarify things before you start. That's what I keep saying. This all these uh, group investment clubs. If you don't clarify before, well, we are just friends. We started putting some money together. You're going to lose your friendship and your money. Been there, done that several times. Bought the t-shirt, put it on, washed, it shrunk, now has holes. I bear the marks of trying to do business with people without clarity. Let no one trouble me. <laughs> Clarify. Says so that when this subject comes up, we are clear. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the gods and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it is with me. Next. And Laban said, oh, that it were according to your word. Well, don't rejoice yet. So he, Laban, removed that day the male gods that were speckled and spotted and all the female gods that were speckled and spotted and everyone that had some white in it and all the browns among the lambs and gave him to the hand of his sons. Then he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of the... In other words, once they agreed that the speckled what we are going to... Those are the ones he actually took away. Then he left him to take care of whatever wasn't. Laban was a crook. I pray for you that you sh one, you shall not be a Laban. <laughs> and then that you will not meet a Laban. Because it can get very hectic. You've just agreed. And this stock which is this, this, that shall be mine. Then that's the one you take off the field. Three days journey. I, at first I used to think it's Jacob who took it three days journey away. Until I saw, then he put three days journey between himself and Jacob. So I realized it's Laban who took away the very things that he had promised Jacob. He said, let it be so according to your word. Then he took it away. He was a thief. But when you're blessed, when you are blessed, so God gave Jacob incredible wisdom in genetic engineering. Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees, peeled white strips, in them and exposed the white which was in the rods and the rods which he had peeled he set before the flocks in the gutters in the watering troughs where the flocks came to drink so what they should so that they should conceive when they came to drink so the flocks conceived before the rods and the flocks brought forth strict speckled and spotted sick guy in i left him to only take care of the st my stock but the results, my, my black and not strict speckled sheep goats are producing strict speckled goats. What's going on? It's the blessing. The blessing is going on. Now remember, up to this point, Jacob is not yet redeemed. You might be thinking Jacob is the righteous one here. No. Bambi, Bambi, Jacob is a crook up to this point. Don't have any mercy on Jacob in your heart yet. Because even this which he's doing, you think he's doing it out of righteousness. No. He gets divine wisdom and he applies it to his advantage. And he, put, he, he takes Laban to school. He's like, Laban took him to school? 
And he says, okay, I will take you back to school using some advantage. Then Jacob separated the lambs, made the flocks fade towards the street, and all the brown in the flock of Laban. In the flock of Laban, remember they are taken away. So this is Laban's flock which is producing strict and spotted and speckled. And it should not be. Because when Laban realized that they have agreed that Jacob's was going to be strict, speckled and spotted, he took all those ones away, three days journey away, to make sure no connection. It can't even be this car, bull, got ran to that side for three days and, and brought back results. No. So anyway, so in the flock of love, but he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flock. Next. And it came to pass, whenever the stronger livestock conceived, that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's. And the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. Now you understand that those do different roles. Camels and donkeys are not for meat. Just saying. So, that's how Jacob prospered. Blessing, but also ripping off his master. Now, you shouldn't do that. Don't rip off your master, but recognize that you are blessed. Now, in the context of how I'm saying this, for most of you, you should be the Labans in that you are not the crook who owns the business, but rather you are the business owner. So imagine this is you and your Jacob and you actually own the farm. And you have all this knowledge. Think what's happening. So do you see innovation here? Innovation. Some people will just say, the situation is bad. Let's wait it out. Who said? Innovate. Waiting is not a strategy. I heard that from Alfred Agama. Waiting is not a strategy. Innovate. So now there is... Ban or ban on gatherings, whatever soon it might be transport. Who knows? In uh, neighbors in Rwanda, you can't get out of the house except for very essential whatever. Restaurants can can only serve takeaway. You are not allowed to go from one town to another town, or to cross from one province to another. They've stepped it up to the next level. What happens if that happens here? What are you going to do? Are you online? Have you figured out how to deliver your services online? Are you innovating? Because Jacob could have lied down and said, God, God, you promised. You are the one who promised. You said you would bless me down there at Bethel when I was coming, but see, the man has stolen my things. <laughs> Crying does not produce faith. Tears are good for your emotions, but they are not good for your destiny. So stop crying, wipe the tears, 
sit and think and innovate. That's what Jacob did. In the midst of incredible, a terrible business environment, serious difficulty being put out by Laban, he innovated and he continued winning in spite of Laban. People who are blessed have no excuses. People who are blessed have no excuses. It doesn't matter what the, con the condition is. If you're blessed, the last thing in your sentence is an excuse. Because when you're blessed, it doesn't matter what the, what the situation is. You continue producing results. That's what happened to Abraham. Regardless of what was going on, Abraham continued producing incredible results. He continued to deliver. He continued to have... He went down to Egypt. They nearly took his wife. He messed up, but he came out more blessed. Then he met Abimelech, messed up again. He came out more blessed. He just continued delivering results. What happened to, to Abraham's son Isaac? A big famine came. Now you would say, that's like right now. Yeah? Economic famine. And Isaac saw an advantage in that famine. He did what? He sowed in that land in the time of famine and reaped a hundredfold for the Lord blessed him. And the Lord blessed him. That's Genesis 26, 13. And it says, and the man began to prosper, continue prospering until he became very prosperous. Think about it. That's how Isaac prospered. He didn't prosper because the conditions were favorable. He prospered in spite of the conditions. Enter Jacob. Same story. He didn't prosper because the conditions were favorable. He prospered in spite of the conditions. So this same Jacob, eventually the Lord had to put him right. He met him, wrestled him, and showed him, you cannot continue like that. He corrected his character. He went and met his brother, apologized for stealing the blessing, and moved on to greater things. And then his children, one of his beloved children, Joseph, went to Egypt. Again, the conditions were not favorable. He's a slave. He's in Potiphar's house. And Potiphar was blessed because of Joseph. And then they lied on him. They sent him to the prison. Guess what? The prison was blessed. Life was better in the prison than outside. And then they get him out of the prison, take him before Pharaoh. And guess what? All of Egypt was blessed. Friends, that's the thing we carry. Don't sit there and think that our faith is an imaginary thing of abomination in the desolation in the holy place. Just ethereal stuff. Look, it can show up in your life. Even this morning. Even right now. I'm going to invite the, the team to come and join me. I can hear the sound of a new generation. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.